Success on Demand is like this dope sisterhood of strong, ambitious women who love business but crave success. We come together and talk self-improvement, goals, and even life stories. And more than anything, we're a part of a community for us and by us. Let's have Boss Talk. What's good, you guys? I am your host, D Lake, and you have just tuned in to Success On Demand. Thank you guys so much for coming and hanging out with me today. I wanted to do this episode um, since we're right in the middle of planning and executing two, you know, pretty large expos. People are constantly asking us about, you know, event planning and how they can learn more and how they can get funding and just tons of other questions. So I thought I'd go ahead and make a podcast about event planning and minimize it down into five steps so the first one which is the most important to me only because um, finding a venue sets the tone for your budget it sets the tone for what kind of event it's going to be how your audience is going to feel when they step in the building you know all of the different things that you may need to rent what will be available to you all of those different things so for finding a venue I think it's really important to decide in the beginning if you're going to be looking for a venue that's paid or if you're going to be looking for a venue that's free because those two things can be totally different and they both have a ton of different options and directions that you can go so free can be community centers churches libraries schools um, and even restaurant meeting rooms you can find free venues all over the place and as for paid venues if you're looking for a low budget paid venue that could even be hotel conference rooms or um, going up to your local high school and seeing if they run out their gymnasium you know there's a a ton of different places that will offer you those low-cost venues or you can create your own kind of opportunity at whatever venue it is that you may go to and that's why one of the main things that I urge people to do before they even start planning their event is figure out what it is that they have to offer to the people that they're going to be working with so that could mean um, what you have to offer to small businesses what you have to offer to somebody who may come and speak at your event what you may have to offer to the person who may be doing the decorating you just have to think about what it is that you have to offer that is a value that you have to barter with because when finding a venue if you're a person who does logos or you do websites or even if you do hair you may have been going up to this tea shop or this coffee shop forever and had a conversation with the owner and you say hey I would really love to have my event at this place you may be able to go up to that man or that woman and say I see that you guys need a new website or you guys don't have a website or I see that you need a logo or I see that maybe you all need consulting services I'm willing to offer that to you guys for nothing if you allow me to have an event here for three hours or four hours after you guys are closed so it's not going to conflict with what you have going on you know there's a bunch of different ways that you can barter with those people that you'll be needing things from just so that you can cut back on how much it's going to be taking out of your budget so as far as finding the venue which is the first step make sure that one 
you know what you have to offer so that you can always use that to barter with if they end up saying a price that's out of your range or if you just know from jump you know I don't have a budget for a venue so I need to figure out how to get a venue and all of the free ones are taken or I just really love this shop and I need to figure out how to get it so make sure that you think about what you have to offer and what you're willing to give the second thing is that content or speakers so basically this is where you start to decide what content are you actually going to give out at your event what will your event deliver will it be inspiration will it be education will it be an opportunity you have to decide that so that you can figure out what you need to do next whether it be looking for speakers or it be um, figuring out how you can get different companies to put in products to give to your people or it be opportunities for vendors to come out and sell their items and connect with community members there's a ton of different things that you can deliver at your event but you have to decide those things or else it's not going to be valuable to your audience. So that's something that you need to decide early. And that's why that is step two. In situations where you may be low on funds, that's why I like to give you guys other free methods, you're gonna wanna make sure that you go back to that thing that you have to offer. Because there's a lot of times where you may want this awesome speaker, but their fee may be $1,000 or $5,000. And $1,000 may be your whole budget for the event. So there's no way that you can pay them and make the rest of the event run or exist at all. So you're going to want to make sure that you know that thing that you have to offer and that you know what it is that this person needs. So that when you reach out to them, you can say, hey, you know, this is the event that I'm having. This is the um, mission behind this event. This is our goal behind this event. And this is what I have to offer to you. Would you like to be a part of it? And you'd be very surprised because there's a lot of awesome speakers. There are a lot of people who can naturally speak but may not have considered doing speaking engagements. But if you recognize that skill in them, if you recognize that gift in them, you may be the first person that ever asked them to speak. You may be the first per person who's ever given them the opportunity to speak. Or in other situations, this person may have already been aware that they, you know, were a speaker or may have already been getting paid to be a speaker. But you can say, hey, you know, I would love for you to come out and speak. I don't have a really huge budget right now, but I'll take care of your lodging or I'll take care of your transportation. Or maybe, you know, we'll purchase a few of your books or maybe we'll purchase a few of your products and do a giveaway or something like that. There's a ton of different things that you can do just to try to barter with people so that you can challenge so that you can challenge that circumstance of not having a big budget and make it so that you can still get those things that you need. So it's really important once again to know what it is that you have to offer and then figure figuring out what it is that that person wants or figure out what it is that that company wants so that you can get those products or just whatever it is that you are delivering at your event. Figure out how you can get it with what you already have. Money does not always have to be the end all be all. There's a ton of ways around it. And, you know, sooner or later, we're going to do a class on this because I just like to be able to open people's eyes to the many different ways that you can get the things that you need without having to always dig in your pocket. Next, funding. 
how much funding do you really need and if you guys could see me you'd see that I'm doing my little air quotations because I've been there with thinking that I needed three grand for the venue ten grand to get the speakers come out five grand to get this person to come and help me with decorations there's a a, a ton of different things that I've done that I'm trying to teach you guys not to do and that's why it's important to especially when you're thinking about funding when you're thinking about where you're going to get your money from this is after you've already decided what your budget is now you're trying to figure out where am I going to get this money from am I going to take it out of my paycheck every two weeks going to try to get someone to be a part of it but if they're going to be a part of it I'm having them put in $250 you have to figure out those things you have to figure out how am I going to get this funding and another important question that you need to ask yourself when you're doing this step is what am I willing to give? Because sponsorship is not always the answer. One thing that people forget when they do decide to bring sponsors on is that you're essentially um, giving away a piece of your event and you're giving somebody a little piece of control over your event. Because unless you already have everything already set out, you've already said, hey, when you sponsor, this is exactly what you get. You don't get anything else. And as long as they haven't um, challenged that or come back with a rebuttal or what they want to try to get for whatever they're giving, then you're giving away a piece of your event and you're giving away a piece of that power. So you need to make sure that before you even bring anyone into it, that you're well aware of what you're willing to give. Because if you're not, you could catch yourself in a situation where someone feels like they can tell you, hey, we don't want to have any other beauty companies at your event or we don't want to have anybody that um, gets to talk on the stage for more than 10 minutes or we don't want to have anything but our food at the event. You have to decide and have a conversation <laughs> with whoever else it is that you're working with to make sure that everybody is on the same page about what a sponsor is what a sponsor gets and what it is that you're trying to get from them and how much you're trying to get for that those are really important questions to ask yourself before you even have a conversation with a sponsor one thing that I do suggest is before you consider allowing someone to sponsor your event unless it's just somebody who's coming and saying hey I just want to throw this money at you because I, I I believe in you and I just want to do this off the faith I would say consider allowing people to be a part of your event but charging them a fee and this sounds like sponsorship but it's really not and I've done this for the last four events that I've had this can be things like having people pay to perform at your event this could be um, charging people to have their logo on your website or like I have this podcast. I'm able to utilize having people on the show or um, allowing the, them to sponsor an episode and using those funds to help further the event. You can also do contests where you have people either enter in and you give away one prize or you can have people compete for different things but they have to pay a fee to actually compete or you could even just have vendors which is the most common one 
even if you just decide that it's a small event but I want to have four vendors and each of them will pay say $50 now that's $200 that you get to put towards bettering your event there's a bunch of different ways that you can figure out how to get funding without having to give away the power for planning your event or the power over what's going to be at your event or who's going to be at your event and what they're allowed to do so you want to make sure that you go back to that thing that i told you at the beginning figuring out what it is that you have to offer figuring out how big your audience is and who would want a piece of that audience and also just sitting down and figuring out what it is that people need that comes to you easily and if you can form that into some kind of monetization so it's really important to before you start thinking about sponsorship think about all of the itsy bitsy ways that you can have people be a part of your event for a fee and you'd be surprised what you come up with swag bags you could have people pay 10 15 45 dollars to put their items into your swag bags on top of having a vendor table so just think about it think about what it is that you have to offer and think about what it is that people need and figure out how to monetize that number four decor decor is optional in my world and some people may not agree with that but it's not worth breaking the bank over there's so many different things that you can do to decorate your event and make it beautiful and set the ambiance and set the vibe without having to spend a thousand fifteen hundred two thousand dollars on decorations you have to think about ways to bring beauty in an affordable way if you already have a budget for a decoration and it's a thousand dollars or it's two grand and that's comfortable for you then that is awesome by all means please hire somebody who can bring you the most bang for your buck for that two grand because if you have a budget like that there are people who can make it happen for you there are people who they do this for a living they can take that two grand and dress the whole place up and make it look like a palace in there and you'd be surprised <laughs> so definitely if you already have that budget think about who can make that dollar flip into ten dollars for you just to make your event have the ambiance that it is that you really want it to have but if you don't have that budget you should think about how can i bring beauty to this place to this venue in the most affordable way possible and some things that i used to do when i didn't have the budget for decorations and um, hiring somebody to come decorate is I would go on Pinterest you know I would go to Party City and I would just get inspiration and what I found is that simply buying you know some tablecloths and getting some fresh flowers or finding some balloons or finding some really nice little glass vases at Dollar Tree or going and um, getting little tassels or renting some chairs for 75 cents and having them all match i found that there are a lot of things that i could do as an individual who had a little bit of creativity and turn the event into something that looks like i hired someone for it when really i had a budget of 75 dollars there's so many things that you can do to bring beauty to your event without breaking the bank so go and get that inspiration maybe sit down and talk with somebody who maybe you can't hire them 
to decorate your event but maybe you can sit down with them and say hey i'll pay you a you know 35 dollar or 45 dollar consultation fee if you can just help me and give me some ideas on how i can execute this event and make it beautiful by myself maybe if maybe you could give me a few tips on what i can do with a hundred dollars and you'd be surprised how many people would be happy to give you that information they will be happy to consult you on that and just pinterest and you know going to party city alone will open your eyes because then you get to see all the different colors you get to see all the different items that they have you get to look at things and then say maybe i can find that cheaper on amazon you know you get all kinds of inspiration and you get to think and see things that you wouldn't have thought about before so it's good to if you have a low budget try to find some inspiration try to put try to put in some DIY decorations and see what you come up with and then customize it a little bit change it up a little bit so that you can create something that's yours and that's new that people will really walk in and say wow this is beautiful and have no idea that you only spent $50 so definitely consider those things choose a budget that works well for you choose a budget that works for you when you're trying to um, hire an event decorator Um, especially if say you got $500 you could even go and try to find somebody who is a new event decorator and maybe they don't have a portfolio yet maybe you can offer them that opportunity to do their first event you will be giving them that opportunity maybe both of you guys will be getting something out of that There have been plenty of times where I was new to something and there was somebody else that was new to something and we came together like, hey, I really want this to happen and I know you really want this to happen. What can we do? How can you work with me and I'll make sure that I work with you? For my Dine with D's in 2016, um, one of the chefs that I had, we worked out something. We figured out a way for both of us to benefit from that event without feeling like you know oh we don't have the money to do this or oh we can't do this or you know um, we're not able to afford this thing we were able to work out a deal with each other where we both felt like we were walking away from the event with something valuable so never um trump the fact of bartering or never discredit the fact of working something out where maybe it's not so much about money but maybe it's about an opportunity Maybe it's about the experience. Maybe it's about portfolio building. Just figure out, once again, what it is that you have to offer. And instead of looking up all the time, look across. And that goes for everything. Sometimes it's good not to try to reach up to figure out how we can bring that celebrity chef but maybe looking across and seeing how can we bring that woman who just found her love of cooking, who I go to church with, how can I bring her on board and what will it take for me to have her on board? And you'd be surprised at how beautiful and genuine those opportunities are because now you're growing and you're building with someone. Now you've created a relationship with someone because maybe you're the only person who, who gave them an opportunity. Maybe you're the only person who saw it in them. when they de- Maybe when they decided that they wanted to be a chef, everybody was like, what? What are you thinking? That's never going to work. And maybe you were the only one who said, hey, I really love your cooking. How, how can I have you be a part of this event? This is my budget. What can you do? 
and you'd be very surprised at the opportunities that you would gain from just giving somebody the opportunity. And last but not least, promotion. Promotion is super important because people aren't just going to wake up on Saturday morning and say, I know there's an event at the um, country club up in the cut back off of Countryside Road and I want to go and I want to see what's going on at that event. People aren't going to do that. People aren't going to automatically know where your event is, what time it starts, who's going to be there, what kind of food you're going to have. They're not going to know those things. You're going to have to beat it into people. And that's not um, constantly, you know, spamming um, people's pages or sending out, you know, 2,000 text messages every day or sending out an email every two days. It's, It's not so much about that, but it's about finding out the most efficient way and the way that is really, really, really going to catch your target audience's attention and, and let them know that, hey, this is the event that I'm having and I'm not going to let you forget about it. And promotion can be made simple or it can be made hard. We have radio, we have TV, social media, newspaper, magazine. Um, going a little deeper into social media, we have Facebook groups and then we have text messages, email. And there's so many other ways that you can promote in this day and age. And one easy way that I'll say that I do when I'm trying to figure out my promotions and, and what I'm going to do is I decide on my budget for promotion. Because as someone who throws event, I realize that I have to have a budget. And what I do is I start at my mandatory forms of advertising. I start at Facebook ads. And then what I do is I work my way down until the budget is gone. That way I'm not spending money on things or um, ways of advertising that aren't going to help me. So say I have $500 for advertising and I know I want to put in $5 a day in Facebook ads. And my event is say uh, 20 days away. So I know that in Facebook ads I'm going to spend $100. So then I go ahead and mark off $100 off of my $500 budget and then I go down to the next thing. Maybe... Um, radio is my next thing so I would call the radio stations I would see who has the best rate for me who has the most pull in my target audience Um, one thing that you can do to figure that out is just going online and figuring out the stats and the the ratings for different radio stations and maybe even giving them a call and saying hey who who listens to your station Who is it that when they um, listen to your station, they actually take heed to what you're saying? Um, What kind of events usually promote through your radio station? That way you're not throwing $150 into a station that only serves uh, 65 years old and older when you need 25 year olds at your event. So it's important to do that research, especially with promotions, because sometimes you'll find yourself dumping money into some kind of advertising and it's just going in a hole. You're not actually reaping any kind of benefit from that. So it's really important to do your research. But once you start going down that line and figuring out, you know, this is how much budget I have left after I've done Facebook advertising and radio, then maybe you jump to something like hiring a company who has some kind of event planning not event planning but some kind of event promotion service 
And there's a lot of those out there that I actually just found about. There's, you know, Event Crazy. You've got Yelp that allows you to post events there. You have a bunch of different community calendars, community forums. You have the Facebook groups that may allow you to pay 5 or $10 to have your event at the top of their page. There's so many things that you can do that I've just discovered that may even be free. You'd be surprised that... Eventbrite even has options for you to do promotion. Eventsy, which is um, someone who I just started using, you can pay them, I think it's $35 a month, and they'll promote you, they'll create Facebook ads for you, they'll put your event on their page, they'll put your event on their partner's pages. There's a ton of different things that they do for that $135 for the month. So if you're somebody who's not really tech savvy and you don't have the budget to hire an advertising company, it pays for you to do a quick Google search and say, hey, what's the best way to promote my event in Orlando? What's the best way for me to promote my event in New York? And what you'll see is that different states and different cities have different ways that their people find information about events in the community. So that one Google search can save you all kinds of money if you just go ahead and do it so once you do these five steps you should be pretty much done as far as planning your event there's other things that people like to do and there's other things that i like to do as far as planning my event and executing my event but those things aren't really mandatory for me these five things are the things that i always find myself doing whether it's a small event or it's a big event So if you're new to event planning or even if you're a veteran in the game, maybe you heard something in this podcast that you think would help you the next time that you go to plan an event. And if you have anything that I missed here, please share it. (laughs) Please email me and, and write it down so that I can go ahead and tag it on our website so that everybody can see this cool thing that you do when you're planning your events. And I hope this episode has really helped you guys. I hope that you guys took some of these tips down and some of these options and ideas down so that you can use them the next time that you're planning your event. If you don't already know, we have two really big expos going on in Orlando in September and October. We have the Florida Small Business Expo, which will be at the Magic Mall of Orlando, and that will be on September 8th from 12.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. And it's going to be over 200 vendors there, and we're expecting about 1,000 to 1,500 patrons. So if you're in the area or even if you're close by, please come out and patronize our vendors. They're really excited, and we want to make sure that we show them a good time and introduce them to some new community members and the second event that we're having which is our second annual will be the florida beauty expo and with that event we'll have about 50 vendors but we're also going to have a fashion show and a hair show and that one is just going to be a really good time for my beauty lovers and my beauty influencers so make sure you guys come out and support if you guys want to vend at either of those events or if you want to sponsor or come out and speak those opportunities are available And that's all I really have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed. And once again, I am your host, D-Lake. And I will catch you guys next time.
This episode was sponsored by Power of Power Productions. Before I even tell you guys about Power Productions, I just want to tell you guys a little bit of the background that I have with the founder, Power. She has been supporting what we've been doing for years now. She was the company that helped us when we did our first expo back in 2016, the Florida Beauty Expo. And she really helped us out, not in just putting the promotions out there, but also helping us to learn the game. She gave us a lot of the seeds, which we went ahead and planted that are blooming now. So we have a a history with her and we love everything that she's doing. But some of the background of Power Productions is that they're a team of hardworking professionals. They're dedicated to bridging the gap between local brands, small businesses, and the community that they serve. They were founded in 2015 and they specialize in brand development, business and event management, event coordination, marketing, social media campaigning, and so much more. They have over 13 plus years of combined experience in the business and the service industries. They are a business that we will continue to patronize. And we hope that you guys see value in what they're doing and that you just, you know, go check them out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and catch us next time.